Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we try to do here every single day. Our quote of the day, a day without laughter is a day wasted. Thank you, Charlie Chaplin, who always made me laugh and still makes me laugh. What up, Hail Squad? Excuse me. I am the throat clearer here on the show. (laughs) Uh, Today, I'm so excited. We are chatting and, uh, and hanging out with comedian and star and creator of one of our favorite shows, Alone Together, Esther Pavitsky. We're going to talk about everything from managing anxiety to how she got to be one of the funniest gals in Hollywood. Uh, She's an American actress, a comedian. She is the co-creator and the star of the comedy series that we just mentioned, Alone Together. She's also known for her role as Izzy in Hulu's Dollface. She has her own comedy special, Hot For My Name. I freaking love that. She's like, I'm hot for my name. (laughs) And she's been featured in many other series like iCarly, Hope and Randy. We have been looking forward to sharing this interview with you. We shot it just uh, recently. We kind of held her captive for a little while here. Yeah, just, just a little <laughs> bit. Uh, I think she enjoyed it, though. Oh, my God. She's so cute. She Instagrammed right after. So here's what we did. We chatted with her, loved her. She um, She's incredible. You guys are going to love this interview. And then afterwards, Kevin came down, and we're all chatting. And, of course, he's giving her, like, career ideas and things like that. And he's like can we drive to the alone together house? So the alone together house, we know where it is. So we all pile into Kevin's Trans Am and we drive over there to take a photo. It is on the Instagram to get it today on better together and Maria Menounos. And we took pictures in front of the house and then Kevin's like, okay, now stand in front of the, the Trans Am. And I'm like, Kevin, what are you doing? It's just something <laughs> we're like crazy people. Like now we're engaging her in some big photo shoot. And um, and so then we take a picture and Esther's like, will you do, you know, the same face? We're sticking out our tongues. I'm like, yeah, sure. 
ends up being the cutest picture. And I kept fighting Kevin because I was like feeling awkward that we were like holding her and making her do all this stuff. Oh my God. She loved it. <laughs> oh, she loved you guys so much. And she's incredible. And, and I, I just was expecting like a funny, fun interview, but she gave a lot of great takeaway, especially mm-hmm. about rejection, which I think a lot of, I know a lot of kids my age are kind of scared to even try things. Cause it's like, Oh, what if I fail? What if I don't do well? And she talks a lot about how she gets over that and how, that's really not something that should be holding us back. So yeah, yeah. she talked to us about a, a pretty big loss that she had to deal with in life. So we talked about a lot of stuff. And then of course I loved um, her Instagram post, which I'll share with you guys after the interview. So take a listen. I hope you guys enjoy my chat with Esther Pavitsky. We're obsessed with you. We're obsessed with Alone Together. We're obsessed with you as a talent. Everything. We're so obsessed. We have been counting down the days. So excited. By the way. Honestly. Like seriously. Like we, yeah. we talked to a lot of people and we're like, yes, Esther's coming. Honestly. This is crazy because you are like such a huge deal. Like in my life, you have no idea. I feel like it was seven years ago. I was at the Grove with my mom. And we saw you from a distance and we were just like, oh my God, she's like so magnetic. She's so cool. And I immediately bought your book and it changed my life. The Every Girl's Guide to Life. Literally, I still tell all my girlfriends, do the white towels in your bathroom, roll them up. So it makes your, like, I follow all your advice. Oh my God. I think you are like so cool. You share everything. You're so inspiring and motivational. Like, I can't believe I'm here. Oh. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Thank you. Yeah, not to be weird. No, not at all. all. Oh my God, please. I get very, very happy to hear things like that. I think everybody does, you know, because it's like you, it means that you like made an impact or you did something right. And I think when we spend so much time thinking we've done everything wrong, it's it's always nice to hear a compliment. So thank you. Um, But yeah, Kevin and I um, discovered your show alone together and I've talked about it from the rooftops forever um, through another producer on our show, Jeff Graham. Mm-hmm. Jeff was like, you've got to see the show. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin and I were just like addicted. Like I needed it. I would it in my body. It was so <laughs> freaking brilliant. And the fact that you wrote it and it's so good. It's so good. So your story and I'll, I'll, I'll let you share with everybody. I mean, I know you, you were, you know, from Chicago and we love Chicago and a lot of my friends live in Chicago. Um, love the food there. Um, but you know, your, your parents or at least one of your parents was very kind of not into what you wanted to do, which I very much relate to because you know, parents are scared of, scared of all this stuff. And they said, you have to be more realistic. Totally. Yeah. I, um, you know, I made like a decision on a whim kind of to drop out of school. And that was a really big deal to my parents. You know, my mom had never had the opportunity to get a college degree. So it was really Mm -hmm. important to her that I got one. And I just felt so wrong in school, like I, where I was, because I was at a big 10 school, University of Illinois in Champaign. And Everybody was in a sorority and loved to party and drink. And I just felt like, oh, my God, I don't belong here. And oddly enough, the show Alone Together is also about how moving to L.A. and not and feeling like you don't belong. (laughs) So now I'm like, maybe I'm the problem. You're like, wait. Um, But that's why you got to start watching our show, because then you'll see that your childhood and all of these different things that happen in life just keep replaying mm -hmm. until you deal with them. Right. So you felt like you didn't belong there. You probably didn't feel like you belonged in your childhood either. And now you're carrying it into work and you're going to keep on carrying it and carrying it and carrying it not to predict your future but 
You're like, I now um, at my age have realized how much my childhood and all of that ran yeah. my ride. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. You just blew my mind. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but that show is about that. You know, it's mm-hmm. about being in LA when I, cause when I first moved here from the Midwest, I just couldn't believe everywhere you walked on the street, beautiful women, rich people. Like, and I, I was starstruck by that. I thought it yeah. was so cool and different and exotic and I wanted to be a part of it so badly. And I feel like a lot of people's take on, you know, the hot Instagram people is kind of negative. They're like, they want to be above that. But for me, I'm like, I think it's cool. Like, I want to be, be like the pretty girl. I love it. But I want to do it my own way. And I think that's like, mm. you know, what makes it So many okay. scenes are flooding into my head right now. Oh my gosh. My favorite is the Kylie lip kit. <gasps> yes. The best. The, I'm just so I'm sad. I'm trying to remember which one that was. Oh my God, where they sit in line outside oh, and then Benji. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just I'm so I'm thinking good. about the one in the apartment when you hosted like, a lunch for everybody. Oh, the, yes, the little dinner party yes. yeah. for the cool lesbian couple. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> so smart and so much cooler than us. And we're, and I was like trying to impress them with my Princess Diana commemorative plates. That's right. Yeah, oh, like whatever you were doing, you were always trying. And I think that's actually an interesting take on things. It's like why why um, be negative about it? Like it, you, you did it in a way where it was super funny because you were you know, highlighting it and highlighting the differences, but then in a cool way, like, and yeah, I like that. It well, was so fun. Everyone just feels like they're part of it. They're like, Oh wait, yeah, I can identify with this yeah. versus well, the opposite. Well, yeah, you know? Because I know I, I understand like when I see, you see the paparazzi shots of like the Bella Hadid's right. or the whatever you're like, how do they always look so cool? Like they <laughs> I know. always Honestly. look cool. Right. Yep. And for us, like, we have to, like, really plot and plan and try and, like, our Instagram, where's the light? Like, they're just, like, effortless. They just walk through and it's just, like, perfect. But it isn't effortless because the stylist had to work so hard to put all that shit together, too. I know. That's yeah. what I've learned. All those paparazzi photos, they, they like, the paparazzi were called in advance. They, <laughs> yeah. everyone was, there was a, an expensive stylist involved. It's, like, no, nobody Nothing's is real. just rolling out of, <laughs> although, no. to, to be honest, I did wake up looking like this today, but that's <laughs> Because this makeup and hair phenomenal. is from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and that is problematic. And I am embarrassed. I'm shocked that it stayed on so well. So am I. I feel like I slept like really. <laughs> I manifested it to look good today. Oh, my God. I've slept in my eye makeup. I won't sleep in regular makeup, but I've slept in eye makeup that I wanted to keep for the next day because it looks so good because someone did it. And I just sleep like I'm in my coffin <laughs> and I don't move. And it works. It works. I'm so relieved to hear you do that, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the key is in the morning, you got to take a Q-tip and wet it and then clean the inside rims of your eyes because then you feel like you got refreshed, like you washed your eyes. That's a great you didn't. tip. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're full of them. Every girl's got to part life. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> is it coming? Because I genuinely need it. Now I have the website. So okay. I built mariamenunos.com and all of these tips that I would have put into a second book that I might be slightly too lazy to do because it's a lot of work is not on the <laughs> website. Like nail polish that won't come off. And yeah. What do you mean? Have you heard of Dazzle Try? It's so no. good. 
Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts, that's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. Goes on like a nail polish, comes off like a nail polish, acts like a gel. What? Won't move for two weeks. And doesn't destroy your nails. And doesn't destroy your nails. I don't have it. She does. It's bomb. I am totally going to get it. The best. And then there's so many other things like that. I feel like anyone who's listening to this who who like knows anything about me is like, Oh, like I see why Esther's obsessed with Maria <laughs> because you are the ultimate cool girl and you're sharing your tips and you have, and I think now there's a trend of where people will share, mm-hmm. you know, there's no gatekeeping, but it was not always like that. No. And yeah. I feel like you were the OG and I just like, that's I why agree. I was so drawn Thank to you, you because it was, it's your tips in your book are not like, it's not like the lazy, it's just, it's actually the real stuff. And it made right. me feel like, oh my God, like a beautiful, famous, wonderful, creative person is telling me exactly mm. like the truth. You're so <laughs> you know? right though. That, and it's not like oh you have God. to be rich or you have to be this or you, it's like, no, go get hand like washcloths from Walmart. And it's like, it's well, attainable. I'm obsessed with solving problems yeah, and are. finding the solutions. And so I've, you know, interviewed so many people. So when I was having acne issues, I was like, how am I going to tackle this? How am I going to beat it? Mm. And so I took a few little things from everybody, combined them into my like formula. And so, and it works. And I've got many patients now that I treat <laughs> True. to success. But, um, but what you said hits me so hard and it makes me so happy because that was my intention when I wrote it. I was like, you know, all these like magazine editors get sent stuff for free And they get excited and that's why they put it in the magazine, not Mm -hmm. because necessarily it works or it's the best thing out there. And so the, the advice that you're getting in so many places is through that lens, right? Or they're paying to be in there. So with Mm. mine, the feedback I kept hearing was, we can see that it's your eyeshadow because it's a mess. And at first I was like, oh gosh, should I make these look cleaner? But I didn't have time. And I just kind of was like shooting everything. I was doing this you know, just on the fly with a friend who is a photographer. And so that's what everybody said. They could tell it was authentic advice, but that's just the only thing I'm ever going to do. That's amazing. And that's what cuts through. And especially now, because Gen Z is not here for the bullshit. No, they're not. They sniff it out (laughs) so fast. I'm like, this is great. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I really appreciate that. Um, Okay. So you come from Chicago, you drop out of school, you tell your parents you want to... Move to Los Angeles and pursue my dreams, which I, at the time, was like a little vague. I knew I wanted to work in comedy, um, and 
you know, my parents were like, they fought me on it. No, no, no. And then eventually, like, I honestly think the real reason they didn't want me to move to LA was just, they didn't want to have to drive me. (laughs) But then once my friend, my friend was like, I'll drive her. My dad was like, okay. So (laughs) did Did you make your parents do shit for you? Is that, were you like the boss? uh, Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. I I can tell. I always feel like that was their fear. It's because (laughs) they knew that you were going to make them (laughs) and they would have done it. And they (laughs) they were like my parents. (laughs) So funny. Are are you an only child? No, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Are you? I'm half. So I'm my dad's only child. My mom has, I have an older half sister. Okay. Um, but yeah, I feel like I was raised, my, my parents like do not even know what parenting is. Like I was just raised in a house where we were all equals and like, it was just very non-conventional, but so <laughs> moved here. And I remember I was at a, the first night I moved here, I was at a bar and it was actually Luna Park. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was like over Wilshire La Brea ish. And, um, the I was sitting there with my friend and I was just making fun of my friend all night in a really, it was so much fun. And the bar owner was this woman. She comes over to me and she's like, you're really funny. You should do stand up." And I was like, that's so weird that you say that. I just moved here today to try to do comedy. Well, isn't that a sign? And I, kidding. I was like, where, but where do I go? What do I do? And she just said, oh, the comedy store is a place that does that. And then like the next day I went to the comedy store. I tried to get a job there. I didn't, but I just... I, I loved the vibe and I just literally hung out there for like two years straight wow. until wow. they let me on the stage. <laughs> wow. Well, first That's of wild. all, like I said, what a sign, right? That you're doing the right thing and you're in the right place. So mm-hmm. Like the first person that you start like engaging with is saying this. That's that kind of weird. Cool. Cause no one since that moment has ever said you should just stand up. <laughs> You're like, wait, that was- no, cause we're just all fans now. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a different thing. Now you have fans who <laughs> love watching your stand up. Um, it's so interesting. I know that there was, uh, some dancing dreams and I feel like I saw you dancing in alone together too, because when I watched it, I was like, gosh, she's very talented. She can sing. She can dance. You are using all of your mm. crafts within yeah, I so I grew up dancing, um, and I thought that was gonna originally. I thought that was gonna be my career path. I majored in dance in college, oh, wow. um, and then I just I started to feel like, wait, it's kind of weird that I'm in a career where I'm never really gonna speak, and I mm. and I it. I realized that what I loved so much about dance class and what made me so passionate about it was that I showed up there and I was making my friends laugh and I loved to be the one who would like do a pirouette and fall out of it and like make it a silly moment. I still love ballet and like I still take classes and I, I, it's like, I think it's given me so much discipline that I've been able to try to apply to other (laughs) aspects. But, um, yeah, I thought I was going to be a dancer and I just pivoted and I'm like, Maybe I'll maybe I'll still dancing with the stars if you're listening. Um, oh my! I read that somewhere and I was like, "Ooh, I think I have a call I could make." Um, the thing is, supposedly you're not supposed to campaign for it, really, because if you campaign for it, they don't want that. Oh. So it's you know, like I feel like I got on there because of the bikini and Times Square Super oh, yeah. Bowl moment. Oh, yeah. Because so I inadvertently was entered into some Super Bowl bet. I didn't know. They shot the New York portion of the show separate from when I was shooting my L.A. stuff. And the guy in New York laid down the bet and I said yes to it over here, but I didn't know what I was saying yes to. And it was, if the Patriots lose, you have to wear a bikini in Times Square. 
So I didn't know until I watched the show that night and saw all the pieces come together that I had said that. And I was like, oh, it's okay. The Patriots are going to win. And I was so convinced, by the way, that at the Super Bowl, I'm downing Snickers ice cream bars <laughs> like they're water. I'm eating the biggest cheeseburgers and fries and onion rings and everything and Instagramming it, showing people that I have no fear of what's about to come. And then we lost. And then I found myself in my hotel room, spray tanning the shit out of myself and hoping that everything would work out the next day. And I had to strip down to a bikini in times, a Giants bikini, because it was the Patriots versus the Giants. I had to wear the Giants bikini in Times Square. And um, I think that moment went so big that Mm. they were just casting Dancing with the Stars. So then I got a call soon after. Oh, my God. So I feel like. There's usually like that pop culture moment that might they, they might attract to, okay. you know, say you win the Olympics or whatever. And they grab I, some and of those people. Obviously, I plan to do that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, or, or you put a bug in the right person's ear and you're like, oh, this person's a dancer and she's really hot with her huge show doll face right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then you do it like that. I love that you said you were eating Snickers ice cream bars because I have such a specific memory of when I was a babysitter. And like, you know how when everyone is babysat for a friend or whatever, but um, the people are always like, have whatever you want, eat whatever you want. And I remember they had a box of four, like a brand new box of Snickers ice cream bars. And I ate all of them. (laughs) And I had to be like, I'm so sorry. I ate all your ice cream bars. It was like 12 in a box. No, no, no. There was only four. I swear. I swear. (laughs) Maria, slow slow down. (laughs) Maria, not 12. The boxes I got. (laughs) I had this obsession with watching my 600 pound life or my 500 pound life. Mm-hmm. It's a great that show. When I was recovering from brain surgery, my oh, bestie yeah. and I would sit in bed watching that show and I was hoarding Snickers ice cream bars because I got really thin after surgery. And I, I don't know why what happened, but maybe because I couldn't really move. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So I got really thin and I was like really getting like kind of strange looking. I was like bony. So I started eating the Snickers ice cream bars and they saw me on Instagram and sent me like a case of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept eating them and I'm eating them, watching the show. And I'm like, Stop. am I going to end oh, up no. on this show? <laughs> this is so bad, but I freaking love Snickers ice cream bars. I don't know if I've ever had one. Honestly, They're very you special. You should okay. honestly stay that way. Okay. Like mm-hmm. just don't ever eat one because <laughs> then you would that thin chocolate like surrounder to the the creamy based inside with the caramel and then the crunchy nut all combined is crack. It's so yeah. good because a Snickers, everyone knows a Snickers is best from the freezer. Yes. And so it's True. like they just did I it. I never did it. <gasps> nope. A, a Snickers is best like a little bit in your pocket so it's warm for oh, me. Wow. I like cold. Okay. A, I like the freezer. I don't like that <laughs> Like, like I'm going to break my teeth kind of thing. I don't put my chocolate in the freezer. Damn. This is just a testament to Snickers and how like it can be, <laughs> it can be in any temperature anyway, and everyone is happy. That's yeah. right. That's right. I wonder if Doritos in the freezer would be good. I'm listening. That's kind of maybe interesting to me right now. Mm-hmm. I love Doritos too. Okay. Um, so Dancing with the Stars, we will figure that out. <laughs> yes. um, I will say it was the most incredible experience Really? Ever, ever. I, if I could dance all day, every day for the rest of my life professionally, and like if I could just be trapped on that show, I would do it. Oh I never gosh. would have left. It was the greatest thing ever because I didn't grow up going to dance classes yeah. and all that. So here are my parents in my adult recitals, basically oh, front row wow. watching me. Um, we were too poor for dance classes. And plus I had to go clean nightclubs with them. So I didn't have time for any of it. But it was amazing because... 
I went from not being able to put one foot in front of the other to like a dancer. You were amazing. great. Oh my gosh. Last summer, Maria, we just went through all of her Dancing with the Stars videos. And I was like, Maria, you're really good. Well, like Derek really said good. to me when we were doing them, he goes, Maria, it's not about the scores. He goes, it's about the YouTube videos because you're going to watch these for the rest <gasps> of your life. And he was right. Smart. <laughs> when you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those. And being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus, having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully, our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there, this little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. <laughs> well, what you said is one of my favorite things about dance, and you may not even like know this, but so people always say, I can't dance. I can never dance. I have two left feet. And this is why like dance is the best thing ever, because all you have to do is practice. Mm -hmm. If you like, all you have to do is t show up, take a class and yeah. you will get, and you had that experience. And it's like, I love thinking about that lesson and applying it to anything that I possibly can. Oh, I like that. It's like, oh, That's I good. suck at something. I'll just keep doing it. And then I'll get I'll better. Be better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's great. Marking that one down. You know what That's I think one. too is so cool about you and this story. It's like you had the awareness that you were like, I like going to dance class and making my friends laugh. Like that's something that not a lot of people have. Is it you looking back now and seeing that? Or did you realize it like in the moment? Definitely not in the moment. I would say it was like a, a hindsight thing, you know, yeah. like it was a, little, a few years after I made that decision to to transition careers. And also like I grew up loving comedy and watching SNL and, you know, my dad is just like an old Jewish funny guy and I always wanted to be like him. So the mm. comedy bug was there. Mm. I just, it took a second, you know, like I feel like our subconscious knows and we don't know that it knows. Yep, and it yeah. takes us a minute to like catch up with it. Well, I always say, and Kevin loves this. I always say like JLo knew she was JLo before she was JLo. So everybody around you doesn't know. Like I knew what I was going to do, but I didn't know. Like I knew yeah. subconsciously, yeah. but I didn't know it was going to happen or how the frig I was going to get there. Yeah. Right. Like when JLo, I was looking at her when she was in, in, on In Living Color, I'm like, she knew where she was going. It was just going to take a minute for everyone to catch up to her. I you know what I mean? So cool. That gives me the chills. I yeah. Love that because so like much. you knew too, you didn't know exactly why you were going to pivot, but you knew mm -hmm. that that's where you needed to go. And then later you can kind of put the puzzle pieces together and figure it out. Right. Um, but I like that you use the dance analogy, like that whole kind of process to everything in life. Cause it's true. You know, you see things that are intimidating you're like, you instantly say, I can't. And then you miss out on mm -hmm. potential that could be there, right? Like, you know, people do all these things and you're like, how the fuck do they do that? Well, someone <laughs> taught me. Julianne Huff said, pretend like you're going under the rope. 
Okay. Yes. Okay. Like, so then I'm like, yeah. oh, now I know how to do that. Now that I was so easy. And you look so good when you do it. It's like, it just, you can just learn. I know yeah. um, in the pandemic, I had like a girl pod where, you know, we were all like hanging out outside and stuff. And all the girls were, they, we wanted to learn a dance. And I taught everyone the WAP dance. Remember that moment? Love, of course. And every, it was like, everyone was like, we're never going to learn it. I was like, if you break it down step by step. And yeah. then they all nailed it. Yeah, oh, it is. That. It's like putting one step to the next step to the next step you regroup those and yep. you go add more then you it yeah and not being afraid yeah right do you what kind of dance do you like best um i i really love a ballet class just because i show mm. up i know what i'm getting a bar and it, I, I always feel like that's like the basis technique for everything else um but i also really like musical theater dance class because mm-hmm. i love broadway stuff um so yeah whenever i'm in new york city i'll go to broadway dance center and take like a professional musical theater class and wow. And absolutely be the worst one there by a factor of a million. And I don't care. I, I'm like, because that's another, I'm telling you, my dance teachers like made me the person I am. I always think my, one of my dance teachers said, everyone in class is looking at themselves. They don't care what you're doing. They're looking mm. in the mirror at themselves. And so I just, I'm like, okay, nobody cares if I'm, why, why would they care if I'm doing bad? It, yeah. I, and I don't care. So that was how I, I felt that. like in Soul Cycle class. I'd sit in the back. <laughs> I'd sit in the back and I would bawl my guts out. It was so like cathartic because I'm like, no one's paying attention to me. Everyone's suffering on their own, trying to like oh, survive this, is- this class. And I'm like, <laughs> I like this because I never think that. Oh my gosh, I went to a dance class one, and I like grew up a gymnast, so I like I can move, but not like that. And I went to some. What's the fancy, the big like playground in LA? Like big, like wait, is that um? Pussycat Dolls, Robin Anton's place. I think, I think it is. So, yeah. yeah. So like good people go there. Yeah. And I was mortified. I was like, I'm had never do this again. But I like your take because I guarantee no one was even looking at me. No one cares. No yeah. one cares. Yeah. Oh no my God, one cares. I'm having flashbacks. She taught me the Pussycat Doll thing. I did it in Vegas. I performed <gasps> it. And I had to do like the whole like sexy routine. Oh. I almost sang, but I was like, this is just too much. I can't do the singing and dancing. I'll come back. <laughs> but, I'll come back. Um, but Put I was practicing fever, but it was like intense. Like Wow. I have some like crazy photos. I'll have to go back. That is we so iconic. Him. Yeah. Oh my yeah. Gosh. Cause I remember her talking about the playground. You got to come, you got to come. Yep. But I get so intimidated by aerobics classes or dance classes. Same. I, it takes me so much to focus and like do it. Yeah. Like I'm better one-on-one. No, I'm the same way. <laughs> I get too scared of like too many people. And then I'm, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'm the one looking at everybody actually. <laughs> Honestly, me too. Me too. Yeah. So then you just think everyone else is looking at you because you're looking at everyone. Yeah. No, I like so your crazy. take, Esther. Um, so you get to the comedy store, you start um, hanging out for two years and then Did you, you get a chance. Them? Well, so I, what I originally wanted was to be a waitress there because I thought that was like how I could get in and get stage time and stuff. And they were like, they were like, we don't need, they, for whatever reason, they didn't want to hire me. And, um, (laughs) well, they probably have so many people wanting to do that, that are, you know. Yeah. And then, um, but they have an open mic two nights a week and I just Mm. did the open mic and I literally, I would show up to the comedy store at 9 PM every night when the show started. And this was, you know, back before COVID. So there were shows every night, 9, 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. And I just sat in the back and I, ba- I babysat during the day and I would go to the comedy store and I just sat in the back of the room and I would walk around and talk to people. You know, I mean, there was um, 
there was a homeless person who sold things for a dollar at the comedy store and like I would hang out with him like I was just I don't know what I just was like I love this like I don't care what this is I'm happy I'm it's weird and I remember my parents were like all of our friends think that you are telling us that you're a drug addict what they're like we told them that you're staying out till 2 a.m. All, all every night and they think you're a drug addict. Oh and I just, God. and then my parents and I would laugh. They were like, <laughs> we both know I'm too scared for that. And I'm a dork. Um, but yeah. And I, I think like, and I still like to look back on that time in my life. I kind of call it like 2009 energy. Cause that was the year <laughs> I just gave my everything mm. to that world. And I, obviously that's not sustainable and that's not something that I've done over the last 10 years for, like, you know, I've worked at it, but, yeah. and I, I, last year I actually had a miscarriage. And after that, I was like, I'm going back to 2009 mode. Like I want to, I want to work. I want to be creative. And I, this is my life. And, and I know that I don't always have to give it 24 seven. Mm. And obviously that's like not healthy. It's not really 24 seven, but I don't know. I just, but in the beginning you have to. You do. I think that if you're going to make it at anything you want, you have to give it 24-7 energy because there's just, there's too much competition. Even if you want to be a doctor, a -hmm. lawyer, think of how hard they work, right? They, they have like really no choice. Like we kind of have a choice in the matter whether we're really going to do it or not. But the only way to make it is to give it that. And then you can double back a little and say, okay, now I can throw a little me time in here or whatever yeah. it is, but you can't win without look, what, how does an Olympian win the 50 meter dash or the tri- Atlanta triple Lux? They don't do it by having work-life balance. <laughs> mm-hmm. They don't. And that's an honest answer that I feel like some people wouldn't want to say, but it's true. And yeah. you know, and like a couple years in, you know, I met my, who's now my fiance, Dave and that year, the first year of my relationship with him, I look back on that and I'm like, I really was not giving my all to my stand up that year because I was, it was really hard. You know, when you're so in love, there's always something that's going to give. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I, it's a, it's balancing of when am I in that mode and when am I not? I think that's more. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me. I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days 
days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Waze seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz-free, up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Like, mm. So here's the deal. When you meet the guy you think is the guy or the girl you think is the girl or whatever it is, that is okay because you got to cultivate that too. So you're giving that an actual real breathing chance where most people are giving it like their hour before to bed or whatever you you know they're not making enough time for it and then how is it going to grow it's like a flower it needs like to be watered right. yeah right. and so now you have somebody that's your person yeah then now you can negotiate and be like all right this is going to be my busy season i i'm mm. you know maybe yeah. going to see you when you're snoring and <laughs> yeah. well he has sleep apnea and he has the breathing mask so he won't snore oh my god <laughs> you got him a breathing mask no he had it when i met him <gasps> no way on our first date, when we were on a little walk, and he goes, I should just tell you, um, and he, sh- he pulls out his Instagram, and he shows me a picture of him in his breathing mask. First date. First date. Oh, and I was like, my God. oh, my God, I love you so much. <laughs> that is so baller. Like, it's, because it is so, you know, it's a little embarrassing, and he just came right out with it, and I'm like, this is great. No, that's your person. I yeah. love yeah. that. I could tell, because you're very honest and forthright with stuff, too, and, you know. Yeah. That would make sense. Oh, I love that. Okay, so so he can't snore with that. He is the only noise I hear is the his little breathing machine, which now it lulls me to sleep. Yeah. So. It's your white noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Honey, oh if you're God. listening, I'm putting you in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that like a is that something you're working? Well I I punch him at night. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I, I nudge. So he'll start snoring and go, and I do it really quick, like, like ninja quick so that he doesn't know it was me that woke him up because he's in a deep sleep and he's snoring hardcore. Sorry, honey. I know you're probably annoyed. I'm saying this to Esther right now. So then like I do like the quick punch and then I pull my arm back so he doesn't know it's me. And then he goes and he wakes up. And then I pretend like I'm dead asleep and then he'll fall back asleep and he'll do it again. I'm like, oh, frick. <laughs> so good. Then I do it again. <gasps> but now I have my sleep number bed. Mm. And so my sleep number bed has a snore position. The problem is I'm too lazy to activate the snore position for him. I was very excited about this option when I got the bed. I've yet to activate it. So maybe before the mask, I move into this mode I first. Like that. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, so, but good baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> but now, because I, I, when he falls asleep on the couch without his mask, it's the noise. It's like, <laughs> he's like choking, basically. <laughs> You're like, no. But when, yeah. But now, like a few times I've been on a plane and the person like sitting in front of me was snoring like that the whole flight. And I'm like, I just, I'm so sorry, but do you know that you have sleep apnea? And the, and it happened and the guy was like, I actually do. I was like, okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> Cause there's this oh wonderful mask. <laughs> it's That's only $49.99. Literally. I have a link on my bio. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So, okay. So you spend your time at the comedy store and then, and how, where was your kind of big break? You think, first of all, mm-hmm. I love hearing that story for anybody who's listening to this, either on the parent side mm-hmm. to see like it could actually happen. Um, but then also on, you know, the kid's side where, you know, you're, you, you have these dreams and you just don't know how, like, I didn't know how 
But if you stay open and, you know, keep following those little breadcrumbs, you're going to get there at some point. Yeah. And I, um, I told myself for me, it was all about the trying. It was, it was never, I I moved here without a specific end goal. It was more like, I just want to try. I just want to know that I tried Mm -hmm. because if in a year nothing's working and I move home and I work at Walgreens by my parents' house, like I'll know that I tried and I'll have had that experience and my life will be so much more fulfilled just because of that. Um, And I was, when I tell you I was so naive when I moved here, like, I don't think I know anyone who is as naive as me. Like I literally thought I'll move to LA. And if after a year I'm not as famous as Will Ferrell, I'll move home. <laughs> Did not realize it takes a minute. Yeah. Um, it takes a minute to be Will Ferrell. <laughs> a minute. Yeah. That's funny. Um, wait. And then, sorry, what did you, and ha- then your big break kind of, mm. or was there a big break or was it just a series of little baby breaks? I think that's kind of the name of the game now, just a series of like, go and try and do. And I think probably alone together, uh, getting greenlit to series was a huge moment for me. Um, and I, when I, <laughs> I'm always like put in my place because the day we found out, um, the producers called us and then I called my agent to tell him, and his assistant picked up and I was like, oh, okay, just tell him to call back Esther. And she's like, Esther who? Oh. <laughs> I was like, uh, Pavitsky, sorry to bother you. Um, but yeah, that, I think that was such a, a game changer for me because yeah. I was like, oh my God, I finally get to like tell this story of who I am but on a show. Didn't mm-hmm. it start as a short? Yeah, we shot that as a short film originally. What was your partner's name again? Benji Benji. Aflalo. Benji, he's amazing. Yeah. He's so funny. Holy moly. So you and Benji write this together? Yeah, we wrote the short film and we produced it on our own. And um, Benji, we were lucky because Benji, if you've seen the show, comes from a very wealthy family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do not. Um, but he, his, his, his family helped us put the money together to do the short. Well, really, he did. Um, so that was very lucky that we had that because I think it cost us maybe like 15 grand to make it, mm-hmm. which is not a small amount of money. Yep. Um, and we just made that and then sent it around town. And we got one meeting one, there was only one producer who wanted to meet with us and we were like, okay, well, you only we'll need one. It. Yeah. And it was Andy Sandberg's company. Lily Island. Yeah. And we yeah. met with this guy, Billy Rosenberg, who was their development executive at the time. And he just instantly got us and we were just laughing. And, you know, we went in there with such loser energy. We were like, we even said, we're like, you guys were the only ones who took the <laughs> meeting. We, we don't like, hey. And it just ended up being really fun and funny. And we ended up uh, working well, with it them. plays wow. into it. That's yeah. so funny. It That's I got my role on One Tree Hill because I, I stubbed my toe on a stupid like gate door and I was kicking a, a, a pool float and then I kicked the door and I went in with a broken toe and he goes, this is so Jules done. He's like, you got it. Oh my like, gosh. Yes. <laughs> That's so amazing. sometimes if it plays into what you're doing, it can work, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, okay. So you played into it. And um, and then we, we pitched the show, and um, I think at the time we pitched it to four networks, and the night we pitched it, I remember being on a FaceTime call with Benji, and we were like, we tried, you know, we were like, we pitched it, and it was really like a sad call. We were like mm. in a really sad mood, because we didn't have any news, and we just assumed that it wouldn't happen, and we are like, you know what, I'm just proud of us that we tried, and, and we got off the phone, went to bed, and then the next morning my agent was like, everyone wants it. Everyone wants to buy it. Everyone? Yeah. You pitched to? Yeah. Uh, you know what he oh, said? He said they want oh. He said they want it. And I wrote back who? And he said everyone. Wow. Wait, but I thought you said 
you you took it everywhere and only one person was interested. Right. So let me clarify. Thank you. So uh, for pro- sending it to producers, because, you know, you, you want to work with like a cool production company. Yeah. So I think we sent it to like Seth Rogen's company God, and okay. all these like lots and lots of companies. And who knows if they ever even saw it? True. That's the thing. Right. You, who knows? Um, and but that's then why I always say you can't feel the rejection, even though, by the way, I hate rejection it's true. and I have to talk to myself about it too, but you, you have to be careful think because some people don't even see it. They never got it. Mm. They never, you know, the wrong person right. saw it. Some, you know, negative Nelly on the team. Yeah. Who knows? But so that was to attach producers. And then once we attached the Lonely Islands company, which is called party over here, then we were able to take it to like four different networks and everyone wanted it. Yeah. It was, we were like sick. We were shocked, just as shocked as anyone. Um, and we ended up doing it with free form because they were, there was, Oh my gosh, just this development executive, Simran Sethi, who was just such a champion for us and just totally got us right away and wanted us to go as far as we could with it. Cause I think Freeform had hired her at the time to just like make that place cool. Mm. And, um, you know, we got to do two seasons and they're all on Hulu. And that's like, that's another huge gift that the show still lives on, on streaming. Um, so, you know, I guess I'm, yeah, I'm grateful that that we got to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and now you also, you know, you've, you've done so many shows and now, you know, you're on Dollface mm-hmm. as well. And that's a second season order already. Yeah. Second season. Yeah. yeah. But you've also proven yourself as, as an all around talent. So it's not like you just have to wait for somebody mm. to put you in something, which is, you know, the path that Mindy Kaling and everyone has really shown is like, go do it yourself. Yeah. Mindy Kaling. I mean, her career is so incredible. She's, she's, yeah, it's like, who doesn't look up to Mindy Kaling? Oh true, my God. Yeah, um, but yeah, and it, it's true. And the reason I'm glad you brought that up. Cause the reason that we did make the short film when we did was because we weren't getting any jobs. We weren't getting any calls. We weren't getting any interest. Nobody, I was going on every audition in town that I could and it was not going well. And that's was, I wasn't ready for, you know, and I also wasn't right for those things. Mm. And it was, it, this was not a show that was born out of some ambitious, like do go getters. It was really like, we have nothing else. So we're here. Let's figure it out ourselves. Oh. And what, what the, re, we were at, Benji and I, we were hanging out all the time and we would go to parties and people would be like, or, you know, we'd be hanging out at the comedy store and, and people would be like, well, you two are, what's your deal? You guys are so weird. You're always together. You look like a couple, but you're not. And we'd be like, yeah, no. What? Oh my God. And so it was almost <laughs> like people's view of us really helped us shape oh, what wow. the show was. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> so fun. I love that. I feel like, you know, did you do you think that you were going out for the wrong roles you were being sent on the wrong roles Mm. or do you think it's like sometimes they don't get you until you show them I think that's an amazing I love yeah, yeah I like that I think that you have to sometimes you just have to show people that you have value to add and mm. like here's what it is are you interested yeah because I and I also there's no way I was doing a good job at those auditions. Let's like, I was a mess. Um, so it's probably a little bit of both. Do you think you're good at auditions now? I think that now if I get sent something, I read it and I'm, I look at it and I'm like, am I going to be good at this? I kind of decide before, Mm. which I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'm like, 
I can either do this, I either believe I can go in and give a good performance or I don't. And I only will go in if I believe I can bring something and make it funny. Yeah. But yeah. When I would squeeze in some auditions here or there, I'm like, I'm only going to the things I know I can nail yeah. because I don't have time to try to like discover this person or this thing. I, I was doing 20,000 other jobs. And, you know, why go off for something you don't think you're going to be great at? That's such a, yeah, that's a, it took me a long time to get to that. Yeah. What I, about Dollface? How did that come about? Um, Dollface, like, it was such a crazy day. It was, I was sitting in the, I was in the valley getting lunch with um, Dave and I locked myself out of my car. <laughs> my 2001 Camry, which I drove up until six months ago. Nice. I love that. Still have it. Refuse to sell it. <laughs> Great for the material. <laughs> yeah. Good Truly. for the brand. Yep. Um, and hey, we can get a Camry commercial out of this. <laughs> Honestly. Get a new one. True. All the bells and whistles. <laughs> um, and I was locked out of my car and we had this call with Carrie Burke, who was running Freeform at the time. And we all kind of knew it wasn't going to be good news. And I was like sitting on the concrete outside of a gas station and she called us and she was so lovely and so kind. Mm -hmm. I mean, who gets a call from the head of the network? That's bad news. Like that's just classy. And she was like, we, she's like, we tried and we made a good product. The audience just didn't find it, you know, whatever. And about alone together. Yeah. yeah. This was about alone together. How did the audience fucking find it? I know that's just the, you know, thank you. Though. I thought it was other reasons, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. I think it just was, you know, broadcast cable is like, was a particularly tricky thing at that time because people mm. didn't realize that. It, yeah. Um, but anyways, we had this lovely, friendly call that felt, you know, was sad, but it was still really nice. And then I was checking my email right after and I saw, I literally that day got the script for Dollface. Wow. No way. And I was, I was like skimming it and reading it because I really wanted to get to the, the Izzy role. At the time it was just called Other Allison B. Because if you see the yeah, show, yeah. she has a fake <laughs> <Yeah>. name. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God, this is like, I love this. I feel like it was written by a young, funny, cool woman who knows how to write real people like me. And mm -hmm. I was like, I, I, I just I want this. And I, I felt like I could at least show up and do a good job at it. And then that ended up being, you know, for Dollface. Wow. Yeah. I, I feel so grateful for that day. And like, yeah. You guys are such a strong group on that show like it, Maria you gotta watch it it's I know I'm, I cannot wait I was gonna try oh to get God. to it to yesterday but yesterday got away from me well so I start um, I literally started it last night and I was like this is so good like it yeah. speaks so much to women too like were you surprised I mean with Shay and Brenda and then Kat was there anything that you were like oh my gosh I would have never guessed that about them great yeah. question queen thank you yeah I think it was I never would have guessed that they would be normal people like mm. me and have so much in common with me because they're they the three of them are superstars like there's yeah. no doubt about it brenda is like an icon brenda song yeah grew up on you know disney, disney channel mm -hmm. and yeah. shane mitchell pretty little liar entrepreneur like beyond mm -hmm. um and kat dennings is like a proven tv star mm -hmm. icon yeah. and so just the fact that those are three women that like I feel like I had so much in common with and they were so such good people and so fun and just wanted to do the work. And I just I was surprised at how I'm like, oh, we're all the same.
As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. I you know, we, nobody is nobody is like a fancy person that mm. you can't relate to. Shay is so down to earth. And Shay reminds me a lot of you because she's like the girl, like she's got all the advice. You know, she knows <laughs> she knows what's up. Yeah. So I feel like she was the one we'd always go to. Like, what do we order here? Or like, where, where <laughs> do I get the perfect that. white tea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's going to know all of that for sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I love I love Shay. She's great. Um, I wonder, how do you handle you know, that transition between, you know, trying to doing mm. in this kind of world and, and what shifts and changes? Like you said, you just got rid of your car, your 2001 Camry. Do you feel like you have to play a certain role? Like we always say, you know, sometimes you have to like, you know, you got to show up in the nice car or you got to like, you got to like, be on that level with everybody. So you kind of fit and they respect you in those ways. Like, do you feel like there's a transition in there? How are you handling all of that? Mm. Wow. That's so interesting because it's such a complicated subject for me because I've been really resistant to things like playing the game, dressing a certain mm -hmm. way and, yeah. and driving the certain car. I've really been resistant, but I also am realizing that if you can pick and choose and, you know, like, Cause now I, all of a sudden in the last two years, ever since COVID, I love clothes. I never used to care how I dress, but now I'm like, I love clothes. Yeah, yeah. I love putting a cute outfit together. <laughs> I love putting feeling into how I'm dressing. And I think that that has made a positive impact in feeling like I fit in, in mm -hmm. certain ways mm -hmm. in a nice way. But at the same time, like if that's not what you're into, I don't think you should force it because yeah. like I'm not into driving a fancy car and I know there have been I would be lying if I didn't say there were there's been so many times where I've showed up to something that was valet and everyone was there and I and I Girl, I'm same. in the O1 Camry <laughs> that is dented within an inch mm -hmm. of its life and I have to make the joke like oh sorry like I, I can afford something better but uh like, <laughs> but yeah. I love it yeah, yeah like yeah. I've had to be the insecure person like and kind of explain myself but I would like to think that like today, if I showed up in that car, I'd be like, what's up? Hey, everybody. You know, so mm -hmm. it's it's definitely a balance. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting walk between like holding on to who you are and then also growing. Yeah, because it doesn't have to be that you're changing, you're growing and, and also some of those things help you own your worth a little bit and own your value. And I had to learn that along the way too. So there's, there's a lot in there. Like 
I had my moment where I think I had a pull up to the Four Seasons in the minivan and Adam <gasps> Sandler and everyone are right there. And I'm like, hey! <laughs> oh my God. Um, that was like a, a you know, uh, I forget why I was driving the minivan, but we love our <laughs> minivan. I mean, we have nice cars too, but um, but it was kind of funny. And I think that's, we straddle those worlds. Like I just quit on Chili's recently, but like Chili, Chili's. like we don't go to like Mr. Chow's for dinner. We don't go to like fancy places for dinner. And it was always kind of, you know, I was proud of that. I'm like, if I'm somewhere, I'm drinking a beer. I beat the Oscars drinking a Bud Light. And people would look at me and I'm this like, what? I love you so much. <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea. I love you so much for that. I, I, I had Chipotle five days last week. Like yeah. I really did five days in a row. I was like, I need a burrito. We bowl. ate Sharky's last night. <laughs> the best. Yeah. We had our nachos and our burritos and we're very happy, but it's funny because like I was at Mr. Chow's the other night for a Super Bowl dinner yeah. that our friends invited us to. And I'm like, Kevin, like, you love this food. Like, maybe we should come here. But we don't fit. We don't fit, you guys. I can't see me and Kevin going to dinner in some fancy she-she Beverly Hills place. Guys, (laughs) I've been in this business for over 20 years. I'm still, it just doesn't work. Like, so for us, we stay here Mm -hmm. and we go to, like, little mom and pop places. Like, we're just, that's who we are. We're not fancy. But I also knew that. There were gonna think there gonna be things that I needed to have to command certain respect. Like I remember mm. having to like get my nice car and be like, oh no, no, I belong. I'm here. Um, but I'm still gonna eat my chilies for dinner. My boss would be like, You ate at that freaking place. I can't believe you eat there. And I'm like, I love it. It's I like amazing. It. <laughs> like oh people my made God. fun of me. We had Kevin bought <clears throat> this old work van once. Kevin loves vans. He really so does. we called it like the Chester, the molester van. And we oh were like, this is just a real creepy van, honey. <laughs> anyway, we're going to this big fancy dinner with my boss and all the talent from our show. And he's outside shining the rims. And I walk out and I go, what are you doing? He's like, I'm getting the van clean for dinner tonight. Oh my God. Oh my and God. I go, we are not driving in that van. For, it, it's hideous, by the way. I had like the little curtains inside the window. No. Kevin's crying right now. That's a <laughs> serial killer level. Yes, yeah, serial yeah, yeah. killer van. <clears throat> and he goes, uh, no, um, it's my new van and I'm very proud of it. And we're going. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my and I'm God. not going to win. So here we go to a restaurant just down the street. We roll up and he pulls right up front to the restaurant, parks it right there. And who pulls up in front of us? Oh, God. The talent from my show in his brand new Mercedes 550, whatever. And then everyone in the restaurant's looking at me jumping out of this van. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to die right now. But at the okay. same time, there was something cool about it because yes. I know, I know they know that I don't necessarily drive this van, but it's like kind of sticky too. Yeah. And we walked in and my boss goes, what the fuck is wrong with you people? (laughs) (laughs) We were always the oddballs, like just doing all these odd things. But it's just, you can still be you Mm -hmm. um, and you can still play a little bit of the game so that they don't have something over you. Yeah. And that, what you just said, I really am going to hold on to that and remember that because that is what sort of part of my growth right now, like is what, what can I do that helps me be viewed as how I want to be viewed and how Mm -hmm. I want to be respected. Mm. And it's so lame. And as much as I'm resistant to that and I hate it and it's not cool. I'm like, you know what? 
like you said, I'm going to play the game just a little bit yeah. and still stay true yeah. to who I am. It is yeah. what it is. Kevin always talks about um, Michael Jordan. He would finish a game and everybody else would walk out in their sweats to the bus because you're going from the door two feet to the bus. He would put on a full expensive suit with his like attache and would go that two feet with a suit. Who's the most successful entrepreneur from the NBA in the entire world? Michael Jordan. We're still wearing Air Jordans. He owns real estate. He owns all the restaurants. He is, he, he doesn't have anything. LeBron has nothing on him. He has the most success. And so that's what he did. He knew his his value was going to be dependent on how people looked at him. Yes. Mm. And he, whether we like it or not. Exactly. That's the key there. Yeah. Like I would always don't judge a book by its cover. Like, but yeah, we'd like to think we live in an idealistic world, like where people are going to think like that. They don't. don't. Yes. And for years I wanted to pretend that. And it was, I was, yeah, when I learned that and it's, it's really been valuable, a valuable lesson for me. Yeah. So, okay. So don't worry. I will, I will, I will big sister you when you need those things. <laughs> yes. I will I will help you through these moments. She's a good big um, sister. So. We coach a lot of people through it. Because um, I'm always like, oh, I know my friend um, is a makeup artist. And he was like, gosh, she's like, all these like artists, they come in and they're like so bougie and they're this and they're that. And I feel like I have to change. I go, don't change. You're a unicorn mm-hmm. because you are so humble and so sweet. And all these other people are divas. And they, they think that they're the star. And then the star is all confused. Like, what's going on? And I go, no, 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 be you. Now all of them are like, how do you have so many huge clients? How come you're the one that everybody wants? Are you serious? <clears throat> yeah. And so you can't change who you are. And I never will. Because um, it's just really too hard. Same. <laughs> I'm too lazy. I'm, too yeah. lazy. I'm, I'm no not way. smart enough. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But I also am just comfortable being me. But there are going to be certain things. Yeah. Like I will make sure that when I leave the house, I look as great as I can, right? Like I'll look at yeah. it like a JLo. Yes. JLo, even if she's in sweats, she's going to look awesome. Like yeah. she's going to make sure she's got the right sunglasses on mm-hmm. or the, you know, your hair could be a little messy. It doesn't matter, but you got to like try, yeah, which is your theme. Yeah. You got to try. And, um, and that's it. Not to the point where it's like killing you and exhausting you, but, no, but you have to little. think you're in that public mm-hmm. arena. Think of Michael Jordan. And my That's dad always used one. to say, Maria, you got to look good when you go out. Everybody, they're looking at you. You got to look good. And so I was like, okay. And, yeah. you know, there's a little perfectionism that runs the ride that we're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it is important whether we like it or not. Yeah. That's... You're not going to go into a restaurant that has a D outside and looks like a sloppy mess inside. You're not going in there. You're going to the A that looks clean and the aesthetic is nice, like the coffee right. shop I discovered yesterday that I'm obsessed with. That we all have to go, go to. I want to mm-hmm. go live in there right oh. now because it's so cool. <laughs> and it's just life. We're yeah. drawn to a good aesthetic. Yeah. So we have to think in those ways and and try to take that. You know, it's all the negative stuff that the people that people around us will say like, don't Mm. change, don't forget the little people and all this stuff. And it's like, no, it's not that I'm adapting. I'm growing, I'm building. And the more you do those things, then realistically it can expand the opportunities Mm -hmm. available. And then it's just, I look at it. I'm like, you know what? That's more for me to share my message and Mm -hmm. who I am and reach more people. So Mm. that's worth it to me. But try the word try trying is is hard. It's like not as it's not easy because mm-hmm. when you are 
like on the hook that you tried, you can fail and that can hurt. Mm. And I think for me, like, it's knowing and embracing that you can fail. Like that's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and that for mm-hmm. me, the, my dad would always say, Esther, your ability to handle rejection is your talent. That is your Ooh, strong wow. suit. It's your strongest suit. It's what, <clears throat> it's what will, what, what you have that not everyone has. And I Oof. think stand up comedy, especially if you want to be a stand up comedian, you're going to have to bomb all over town for yeah. years. And you, you learn to live with that feeling and it's, it's okay. It's okay to get rejected. It's okay to fail. You have to fail if you want to be a person who tries. Cause guess what? Like Ooh. I just started trying to look cute. I might sh- dress for an event and I might look like absolute shit and it might be embarrassing, but it, that's okay. But you tried. It, it, yeah. It, yeah. I tried. Have I, you always been that way? I've all, not with, definitely not with clothes, but like with, um, rejection, with he, rejection. Yeah. yeah. Because I got so much of it. So, like I, I just have failed so much mm. that I'm like, oh, I, I can handle this. I'm used wow. to it. Mm-hmm. Like that's okay. Who cares? Wow. Who cares? What did your parents say when you got alone together on air? Oh my god, they were so happy and excited. They would their joke is, we always told you you could do it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh and, but god. they're in on the joke. Yes, they get it. They oh are. my god, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. And they, you know, but they're. When I first did a set on late night, I think it was at the time Craig Craig Ferguson, Mm. they were like, they couldn't believe it. I I don't know if it's like, I don't know why they have so much doubt in me, but literally I could do the littlest thing and they're like, oh my God, we can't believe it. Um, So Alone Together was so much fun for them. Uh, Yeah, they really enjoyed watching Is there anything they're scared of that you might do? Ooh, what a good question. Uh, I don't... I think using, cause I use them a lot in my comedy special. Mm-hmm. They were there in my comedy special. So I think like, I think they trust me that I'm not going to humiliate them. <laughs> <laughs> I think they trust me. Um, <clears throat> but, but you need to, cause that's going to be funny. Yeah. 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 I feel like I, it's part of my, my shtick. You guys, you I just, need no, it. just send them a check. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Give them your commission there you go. for their story. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry, that's guys. true. I did. They're going to love it. They told, we did negotiate for, cause this crazy thing happened where it's basically, they told me this really embarrassing story about their sex life and it was so traumatic. And I was like, you know what? The only way that I can live with this is if I share it on my podcast. And I, and I was like, and I know it might embarrass you guys. So is there some, is there a gift I can, can we negotiate? And I was like, they were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, we really want this new stereo. And it was $500. I was like, I'll split it with you. And my dad goes, well, then I guess you can only tell half the story. Ah! Oh my God. And I was like, all right, I'll buy the whole thing. Oh my God. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's great. No, that that's just what we're going to do. We're going to negotiate yeah. some, you know, a little 5% commission on whatever <laughs> I earn from your humiliating stories. Yeah. Right. right? You're like, I went to five and not 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I You're wanted like to go to, to 10 five. and then I knocked it down to five because they might negotiate up to 10. But if you start at 10, Smart. You're going to go up to 15 or 20. We got to start small. Start small. Um, So Esther, you were pretty public about um, the miscarriage that you experienced and you mentioned it earlier. Can you share a little bit about? Yeah, I would love to. So we, uh, I got pregnant and we lost it and it was very painful when we found out. Mm. I remember when the doctor told us we were in such shock 
and you know, we were in our masks and I just remember I was staring at the doctor and like by the time she left through, my mask was soaking wet with snot and tears. I was just in such shock. It was so traumatic. Um, and we like, I'm fine now, Mm. but it was a really hard moment. And, uh, was this an expected pregnancy or it just kind of happened and you guys were excited? And- it, we were very excited. We were like, it, we, we, you know, we, we did, we knew what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and gosh, I like, I feel like I haven't talked about it much, but, um, but yeah, we just kind of, I, what really helped me was reaching out to friends mm. because, you know, I'm a, actress in my thirties, it's like, I know a lot of people who've had miscarriages Mm -hmm. and that really helped me. And people, the best advice was like, I know it hurts now, but it does get better and you don't believe it in the moment. And then you realize that that is true. And now I, I feel like I'm in such a positive place with it. I'm also like Marilyn Monroe had two miscarriages. So I'm just like her. her. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really using that experience as like, this happened. It's so common. The last thing I want to do is hide it and keep it a secret because I, I don't think we talk about these things as much because it wasn't until I had it and told my friends that I found out so many people have had them. Really? Yes. Mm. So So they had just kept it all quiet, never mentioned it to you. Some I knew some I didn't. Wow. Wow. And I, my thing is, and I talk about it in my standup and I hope to talk about it. And I hope to do a special this year where I talk about it And that's just, I'm like, you know, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this. I'm Mm going to, and I'm going to use my comedy to help get through it Mm -hmm. and make it something. Um, Because now the truth is, is I I don't feel sad about it. And I don't, I feel really empowered by it. And I, I feel like we, we're, we may try again. We, we don't know what we're going to do, but we're, we're like excited about life right now in Mm. a way because we, you know, I was like, oh my God, I thought I was going to be a mom and now I'm not. And okay, I want to make good use of this time where I'm, I don't, I'm not being a mom, you know, maybe oh. one day I will be, but, um, I want to make this, I want to be like selfish and I, I want to like yeah. have fun. Mm-hmm. And I started like, I tried weed for the first time. Like <laughs> I'm just like being creative and I'm really enjoying Esther, it. No, it's a gateway drug. <laughs> I know. I know. You said your parents were happy because they knew you would never do drugs. Now we're in the gateway. <laughs> I know. I know. No. I've, I've, they're already freaked out by it. It's, it's fine. It's Although fine. I did read it's you fine. were doing the edibles. I did read that yeah. actually. Oh, yeah. 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 Was um, wasn't there some, some feedback though on you using this in your, stand up that it was inappropriate or something yeah that what, was what is that mean? okay that was like a that was a that was an emotional setback I'm not gonna lie it was mm. very hard for me but um my intention was to do this set about my miscarriage on late night and the the whole set wouldn't be about it but I have a bit in there and I had said that I wanted to speak with someone I wanted to let them know before I sent them my set um before I submitted it to be on a show that I just wanted to let them know there's the subject matter is about my miscarriage. And I just wanted to let you know that. Um, and they, they, the feed, I 
they wrote back to through my publicist that um, they didn't want to hear the set anymore because it was not an appropriate subject matter. And I was really, I felt like, oh my God, I must have been so naive to Mm. think like, because I just never thought that anyone would say that in 2022 about a miscarriage. A miscarriage is so common. Why are we, oh my God, Marilyn Monroe. I was just watching like everyone, like it was such a shameful thing. Why would it still be that now? I can't. hiding it? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess this person had said that he didn't find that subject funny. And I was like, well, it's, <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, no serious thing is funny. We're making it funny. Yeah. I, I was like, right. oh, yeah, a miscarriage is not funny. <laughs> like, right. but my, my experience with it might be, so you should listen. Um, but I, and really, it might help people like, yeah. yeah, but I really, I was like, I want to make shirts that say not an appropriate subject matter. Cause that phrase yeah. like really like just stuck with me. Um, but we'll see, you know, I might, I was, th- I was thinking like, should I write this person a letter and explain to them, you know, like, mm. I think part of the issue here is that we don't talk about it enough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's like a weird stigma around it, but I haven't, I was too mad to try to convince them cause I was yeah. so pissed, but I haven't decided yet how I'm going to handle that. And if I'll try to take it somewhere else, but. Oh yeah. I think you should definitely write the letter. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because sometimes somebody doesn't know the other side. You got to give them the chance to know the other side of it. Like the why hmm. um, this is so important and how they could actually be applauded. Yeah. This is how you Svengali them a little. <laughs> they can be applauded for being the one ah. to shed light on this. Cause you know, it's a guy. Yes. Yep. I do know that. Yep. yep. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. there are no women in late night. So it's gotta be a guy <laughs> mm-hmm. and you would be applauded as I like know. that. <clears throat> I love Clever this. way to do it. Because it was, and it, it's embarrassing to admit, but it was my ego that was like, no, screw them. You totally. Know? Like I was so hurt and yeah. mad. Totally. But, but you also have to give them the benefit of the doubt that they don't think it's funny. They're scared. Everybody's scared. Yeah. Executives are scared. Everyone who ha- has some kind of seat at the table in any position is terrified, right? And so when you're trying to break down those barriers, you have to use a little of the Mr. Miyagiing in there and being like, hey, listen, this could be a good Stroking thing. Here's go. why. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then you can now do your good, make them feel like they're doing good, which they will. Yeah. And then also let them know, hey, you know, you're supporting a woman. These days That's are right. really important. Yeah. Don't you need some female allies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you throw a little of that in there and then boop, boop, we're good. You, you were I smart though not to write it when you were mad because I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then it's like, my mom's always like, wait a day, wait yeah. two days. And I'm like, you're so right. Because yeah. And that was, that's why Dave, my fiance is, he's such a good fit for me. Cause he <laughs> was like, look, he's like, you don't know, you, you don't know what the other person is thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's just like, and he, you know, and he helped me put my thoughts together to just have them on paper. And so, yeah. Also potentially I always, I'm very fair. So I was good on, you know, both sides, but what if they experienced miscarriage and it was really painful ah. and it's not something that they can be funny about? Hmm. You never know. That's right? interesting. So, you know, there could be some valid feelings in there. I also want to talk to you about your kind of kind of recent discovery about anxiety mm-hmm. because I was in anxiety denial for a long time <laughs> too. And when I yeah. read your story, I was like, oh, okay. I'm not the only one that didn't really quite know what all of this was. Yeah. I thought that that was just how you were, that everyone was just scared and freaked out by what the, everything around them. And, you know, cause it, 
anxiety does there is positive forms of anxiety like yeah, there's totally. a it it keeps you safe it like can it will make you work harder but it was out of control and it got i think what really triggered it was it was in 2019 um I had such a great year. I got cast on Dollface and I shot my first comedy special and I was like, oh my God, all my dreams came true. But I feel the same. I'm not fixed. I'm not better. I'm still anxious. I still am insecure and I still have problems because I think a lot of people think that when your dreams come true, you're a new person and all the problems are gone. That's not true. That's not what happened for me. And so then when you... doesn't for anybody. Yeah. You're still you. Exactly. Mm. The problems don't go... You're still you. That's what it is. And that really sent me into a really bad spiral where I, where the anxiety just like leveled up and took control. Well, because now also you have something to lose too. Mm. So you're going to be fearful that everything's going to be snatched away. And when you first make it, that's what you worry about. Yes. Mm. That's so true. I... Yes, that's that's totally part of what was happening. That it, this will never happen again. You know, this was this was my good year, and that's it. And it was really hard, and I really like leaned on a lot of friends who really showed up for me. And you know, one of my best friends from college, Lena, she was like, "You're you're you have anxiety. This is you, this is bad. This is crazy. Nobody wants to hear this complaining anymore. You need medication. I started it. You need it." Mm. And she was really the one who, her and my mom, were just like would not drop it. You and and mm. finally, I, I they broke me down and I started taking anxiety med. I started taking you know low dose of Lexapro, and it really changed my life. Mm-hmm. It really was the the fit for me, and I was very resistant to it because, um. My dad did not want me to take it. My mom did. This is like growing. This is my life. Like I, there's no unified voice mm. in my house. It's this one says this. And, and so I'm always confused. Um, <laughs> always not, no, don't know what to do. But, you know, my dad is like the kind of, you know, there's always those people that don't even take Tylenol. They don't want medication. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I had that voice in my head and it was really hard to fight it. But now I'm, I'm so much better. I, yeah. I you know, I started re up to <clears> my therapy. Um, and re-up my self-help and the medication really helped me kind of balance because there's, the way I see it, it's like, we're not designed for the lifestyle that we have. Like we're not designed to stare at the screen and see everything about everybody and, and all these, they, that I was like, you know what? This isn't normal. Nope. And so Hmm. I, it's okay if I need some help. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. Yeah. This is not how evolution did not prepare me for this Mm -mm. so yeah and then and I also now I'm like oh my god I was that was I had anxiety and it was debilitating and I'm so grateful that like I took the step and I I still am like self-care is still a thing that has to actively be pursued I forget about it and yeah I just I'm I'm really proud that I took that step because now I'm really reaping the benefits of it so wow. how, what are the biggest things you've noticed have changed since you got on medication? I would say I'm okay. Oh, you know what? Here's a good way of putting it is let's say that something, I come across something that might make me anxious. I don't get the physical feeling that comes along with it anymore. So normally I would see something and, you know, I'd be anxious and my stomach would 
churn and I would like, I would just feel it throughout my whole body. And that this, I don't feel that anymore. I'm like, Oh, okay. That makes me anxious. Okay. How do I, how do I deal with that? Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like a different person at all. That's like, that just wasn't my experience, but I'm, I found the right medication for me. And I think that's, that can be a tricky thing, but Mm -hmm. that, that physical sensation that really takes the anxiety and really like makes it, you just, you makes you run with it is that doesn't happen to me as much anymore, but it's, I by no means have this all managed and figured out. Mm -hmm. I am so on that journey still. Wow. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that their life changed after taking that. Really? Mm -hmm. A lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like self-help gurus, like very people you would never think um, that took it and they're like, oh no, my life has completely changed. I think we're all just so scared of the stigma. I was the same way. I used to get massive panic attacks. Everyone was like, you're fine. You're fine. Figure it out. You can't figure it out. And I was the same way. I got on a low dose and it changed my life. I was able to like stop it and be like, Kelsey, you can stop this. You can control this. But it's just like you at the end of the day have to make that decision for you. Yeah. And there's no shame. And if that's what you want and there's no shame, if that's what you don't want. Exactly. I, I think, you know. There's so many options. So many options. Exactly. Well, Dollface um, is is back right now on Hulu, right? Yeah. Season two. Yes. Are you guys already filming another season? Do we Not have to wait yet. to get another order? We're waiting on that. We're waiting on that okay. news. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. Cool. Yeah. Are you writing anything? Yeah. So I'm I'm developing a show right now. Um, where me and my writing partner, this guy Steve Healy, who wrote for The Office and Veep, he's just like oh, wow. so incredible. He's kind of talented. He's he's kind of <laughs> done. He's kind of done this. Uh, <laughs> But he and I are working on uh, a script right now that uh, is about like kind of like the world of high school theater a little bit. And it's just like just meant to be just funny. So I'm really excited about that. So we'll see. Oh, that's awesome. That yeah. Fun. And then I'm producing an indie film. Um, so we're like getting into the weeds of like casting and stuff of that right now. So are you going to be in it too? Hell yeah. Of course. Hell <laughs> yeah. When you um, pitched Alone Together, did you guys say that we have to play these roles? How did you guys do that? You know, we didn't even say that. I think it was the way we pitched it. It was so implied because we just went in and told our story of who we were and what our relationship was. Mm. And I, I think, and I think, you know, cause that's a, that's actually a great question because there are things where you're like, you write this, okay, do you have to be in it? Do you, or would you rather it be made if you can't be in it? Yeah. And that is, that's a question that I have to answer for myself a lot because sometimes the answer is actually, oh, I don't need to be in this. I would love to just get this story told mm. because that's more important and my writing career takes precedence over that. And But sometimes sometimes I'm like, no, I want... Because actually this film that we're producing now, there was a moment where I was like, I just want this to be made and if we have to find someone else. But the producers were like, no, Esther, stop it. We're doing this with you. We don't care. you know. And it, it's, I think it's taken longer to get mm. it made that way. But for this one, we're, we're doing it. Yeah. What do you have? Like, do you have like one, what's your craziest dream, basically? Mm. I'm like, I'm trying to like, eh, what's your craziest dream? <laughs> In your mind, like what's the biggest kind of thing that you think could happen for your career? I... And then maybe personally, we'll do both. Okay, that's such a good question. Really, I just want to keep doing exactly what I'm doing. Like, I would love to have this this year, I would love to 
make this show I'm working on and shoot a special. Like those are the things I want to do in terms of a crazy dream. I think like if I was on a magazine cover, even though magazines are all dead. <laughs> no, I mean, no, Matt, you know, I think they still exist. They do. Or, okay, cool. Um, you got this. I think star in a movie that I think star in a movie that I wrote is like, that is maybe a little bit of a bigger budget than the one we're doing now. <laughs> yes. We have to do it on the cheap because I'm not a big name. Um, but I think something like that. And then personally, um, I would love to move my family out here that, and, and be able to mm. fully support them. Because right now I can help, but I'm not fully able to. But I think having my family out here would be just incredible. Mm-hmm. Do they want to move here, though? I think they do. Do I think they? I think if I was bankrolling it, they did. Yeah, they <laughs> but yeah. they cannot afford it on their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have some thoughts on that. <laughs> As someone who's done all of these <laughs> things, I think um, it's a lot of added pressure for you. That's a good that you don't think about because you're thinking about the dream. Mm-hmm. I think you can still have really amazing experiences with them. Um, but just be careful not to take on too much because mm. as women, we take on so much as it is, you know, you're going to have a child or two children or something at some point you have a husband, you know, at some point you have, I mean, he's your fiance. He'll be your husband at some point. You have your career. There's so much pressure as a woman as it is. Yeah. It's just a lot more to take on. I mean, I'm grateful I did it and I'm, I'm, I'm really glad. I mean, that was the biggest reason I wanted to make it in life is I wanted to give my parents a better life because they really struggled. But at the same time, I had to carry a lot of weight on my shoulders at all times because I, you know, was responsible financially for everybody. It's a lot. Wow. That's really, that's a good note to take. Put that in my back pocket. Yeah. And that's not to say don't do it. Just know what you're getting into. And then that's long term. Yeah. Because then everybody is also used to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, that's very interesting. I do need to think about that because I do take on a lot. Yeah. We do it and we don't realize it Mm -hmm. because we think we're like superhuman. And then later you're like, oh my God, I have to make choices now about my career based on money Mm -hmm. when having the freedom is so important in this career. Right. Um, you know, to not have that extra, that extra pressure is really helpful sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. I like that. That is, I need to think about that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a dream person you'd want to work with? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I'm like obsessed with pop music. So I just love like Lady Gaga, Madonna, <laughs> Britney Spears, Lana Del Rey, Rihanna, obsessed with all of them. Oh, Rihanna. Um, but in comedy, uh, huh. I, I love, I mean, Mindy Kaling. I just, I love, I love all those, our, our little heroes we have. Truly. We look up to all Truly. the comedy big sisters. <laughs> I love it. What's your favorite show on TV right now? Do you watch anything? I mean, you guys, you know it's Euphoria. Come oh, on. Okay. Of course. Did you die at this last weekend? I haven't seen it yet, but I, and I, I just love how it's so different than everything yeah, else. I agree. And it really cuts through and it's so girly. Mm-hmm. There's so many looks. Um, and then I love Succession. Same. So good. Okay, the succession of comedy, Righteous Gemstones. Yes. Have you watched it yet? It's so good. Brilliant. I love it. I scream. People don't get it. Really? Do you know how many people I've said, oh my God, you've got to watch this? Like, yeah, I watched a couple episodes. (gasps) I go, 
how? I am screaming. I'm grabbing Kevin's hand. I'm like, honey, <laughs> honey. Oh my God. It's I'm, so good. Die. I know that cast is so strong Brilliant. and unbelievable. And Danny McBride is one of my absolute idols. Like that's the show I'm developing now about like high school, like theater yeah. teacher is a, that definitely has an eastbound and down inspired like, like that, that that's my favorite show of all time oh <laughs> so my good. lord it's so good it's so good well, um i also think turning everything into comedy is funny we um we have a line in the house that says comedy must rule so no matter what happens brain tumors whatever we are joking about everything yeah. we are making light of everything because by the way it's so much easier to get through life mm. because comedy mm. must rule i I'm obsessed with that. And that applies to my little traumatic experience last year. It was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm going to make stand up about this miscarriage yeah. because yeah. comedy must rule. Laughing, mm-hmm. laughter's healing. So we like anything that's going to make us laugh. So keep making things that's going to make us laugh, Esther. <laughs> um, Dollface season two is out now on Hulu, friends. Uh, you can check out our podcast, Trash Tuesday with Annie and Esther. And is it Kayla? Kalila. Kalila. I have her name tattooed on me because cute. I'm such a dork. <laughs> You're so cute. Um, and then her Instagram is at Esther Monster, where you'll get to see her, her pup, Donut. Yes. We also love you on TikTok. Thank you. So funny. Thank you. So uh, we love Esther. We love her. That was so much fun. She's our new best friend. She's our new bestie. She wants to, you know, move in here, I think. Uh-huh. And we're going to um, let her. I joked because I go at the end because we were calling Kevin her stalker. And then I go, mm, I go, you know, we keep thinking Kevin's going to kidnap Esther, but Esther might kidnap Kevin. And, uh, and I loved her Instagram post. So she posted, so cute. um, shoot, what did she say specifically? It was something like, I'm, I'm now dictating my life by before I met Maria Menounos and after I met her. Let's see. I'm going to pull it up. BC. Yeah. She goes, I will now divide my life into two categories before I met Maria Menounos and after (laughs) I am dying. She is so cute. And you know what I loved about her is... I never understood exactly she she was able to really put in a words because obviously she created the show why um what she was doing there and that's what I loved about it is mm. it wasn't her making fun of people it was her wanting to be more like them yes. and that was the joke yes. the joke was that she's you know not up to snuff like in terms Good of like yeah. yeah and so where a lot of comedians a lot of their comedy comes from darkness and making fun of people what a great time for her to rise where she's not. Right. She's really making fun of herself because she doesn't know how to do her makeup or she doesn't know how to do whatever it is right. in the show. And she even said that to us in the car. Yeah. She was like, I want to be the butt of all jokes because I don't want everyone to like hurt anybody. Yeah. And so that's exactly what she was doing. You're but right. But I really, really admire um, that. And I think that she's a unicorn in this industry because of that. Right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, she's a special little light. Yeah. She was very sweet. And it was it was really cool to watch her. Like, we think we were fangirling over her. She was fangirling over you and Kev. Like, just so appreciative and so yeah. excited. And I thought that that was really, really cool to watch also and yeah. listen to. Yeah, she's great. So I hope you guys loved the interview. Let us know what you thought. In the meantime, uh, if you haven't checked out MariaMenunos.com, please do. Um, and, uh, be nice people, make good choices and be present. 
Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends, and if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you, and Finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heal squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.